1: On the way, I am Beth White, your host this morning for the Office for for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleships uh, show. We are going to talk today about the work of the Office for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship. Oftentimes, I have guests on here talking about books or uh, upcoming happenings or things people from parishes talking about what's going on in their own parish. Today we are going to look forward to the fall. Uh, it's been cool in Chicago, and we are going to look forward to what's coming. Even though um, summer is going to come back to us, we hope. Uh, so today I have with me Sue Lahaki and Sister Malagros Chaparro, and they are two of the evangelization coordinators in our office. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So they're they're joining me for the first half of the show. The second half of the show, I'm going to have Sister Anne-Marie and Willa, uh, who are also evangelization coordinators. So we're just going to have some conversation today just to get a sense of what we do in our office, some of the first fruits we're seeing in the field, and uh, just to let our listeners get to know who you are. So... Um, let me start with Sister Milagros. Sister Malagros, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to
2: work at the Evangelization Office? Of, of course. <laughs> uh, I was working in a campus ministry, and then when the process of renewal started, uh, I was invited to uh, participate in the Office of Evangelization. So as I was listening, all the process of spiritual renewal, I recall in the beginning of my vocation journey that that was one of my dreams, to see our Catholic Church renew. So it really touched uh, the heart of it, and uh, honestly, I really love what we do. Excellent. And you've been with us since 2019,
1: is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So for four years. Excellent. And then Mm -hmm. Sue Lahaki, Sue, uh, was actually an original evangelization lead in a parish. So could you speak a little bit about how you ended up in our office, Sue?
3: Sure. So I, um, I was the director of evangelization at a parish and we were in wave zero of Renew My Church and, uh, in 2018 started working with um, this office and uh, I worked very closely with Beth and uh, Jen at that time and uh, got it all started. I, so I've been in the position of a parish lead and it was just wonderful to work with them and. Um, at some point, um, I decided to join this this work and help parishes. So now I'm on the other side, helping parishes get started.
1: Excellent. And so you've been with us, year and a half. Has it been a year and a half? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. A year. January. And eight okay. January. Uh, January of twenty twenty two. Twenty two. Ooh, uh, time flies. And uh, well, we've known Sue for since the beginning. So I remember meeting her the day I met her up at a gathering in Vicariate One. So, um, so uh, anyway, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the parishes you're working with and some of like what you do. So let's just start with you, Milagros. What do you, if you were to explain to someone what your role is, what would you tell them? What do you do?
2: Uh Uh-oh. When we receive um, our parishes uh, assignments, what we do is um, start, the first, uh, getting to know a little bit the pastor and the parish community we really are interested to know because before we enter in it's a lot being planted there is a lot of good things that are going on and so we receive that richness and try to in prayer discern what can be good for them to move forward and grow and unfold especially trying to reach out the parishioners that i have being uh, not joining the parish community anymore. (laughs) No, the ones that are far away, the ones that have a weak um, engagement, and uh, the ones that are even not present. So uh, thinking in those that God gave to that community as theirs, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then uh, we assess the pastor and uh, we try to build up First, I'll discern a lead for trying to implement the plan of the evangelization, and then uh, he is going to help us to discern a team. So it's kind of gradual process of um, trying to motivate the community, motivate the parish council, and as well then uh, through the evangelization team, reaching out all the ministries and the uh, realities of the parish at the moment and that's uh, been really an adventure because every parish is very different very different <laughs> so Sue, yeah. part of the process
1: is um getting in there and sharing the vision for what we're trying to do because it's um renewal is it's a huge culture change uh, that we're asking parishes to undertake. So could you explain to our listeners a little bit about why sharing that vision widely um, is important and how we sometimes go about doing that?
3: Sure. Well, um, uh, we encourage our evangelization leads to attend the our team training, and they get a lot of the vision there, uh, but we also just help to kind of bring it home to What is already going on in the parish and, um, you know, celebrating those things that are already wonderful in the parish and looking for where growth um, could happen. And then also uh, working with the pastor and with our parish vitality coordinators um, to be sure that the pastors uh, understand the vision and are, are able and are communicating it to the parish and the leadership.
1: Excellent. So, Milagros, tell us a little bit about um, you, you. There's a parish in particular comes to mind that you did. Um, you did a lot of vision sharing with them. The parish, um, I'm thinking about uh, Queen, of, um, uh, Queen of the, uh, wait, Queen of. Thank you. Thank you. There's <laughs> so many different names that sound alike. Um, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about how that pastor went about sharing vision in that community. That was Father Julio yes. Lamb.
2: Yeah, we started with a small group and his parish council. And then from them, the pa- pastor got inspiration why we don't try to get uh, in touch with the community. So he was designing a plan in which he will invite uh, different pers- people from our evangelization team to share the witnesses of uh, the, of as we were unfolding the evangelization process in different ways, in different moments. And uh, so during the mass, uh, the very first one, he invited me to, to share with him after his family. And then um, uh, we split the time and he gave me seven minutes. <laughs> so it was be- beautiful. I noticed that it was uh, both ma- all of his masses, uh, English, Spanish masses, and then sharing and getting in touch with the community. And the same with the different members of our evangelization team and participants of the Alpha program that we're unfolding at the moment. And then um, because it's a very um, diverse community, we have Afro-Americans, we have Anglos, we have Latinos, different countries. So listening different voices of the same reality um, make people feel like it's for them as well. So Mm -hmm. it's very inviting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for our listeners,
1: that's a really important part of this. I think sometimes people don't think that's a thing to do, Um, but we know that parishes that will advance in the evangelization effort are the ones that really share the and communicate well um, broadly to their. So, I went with Sue up in Vicariate One, and we met with a. Uh, a group of parish um, um, parish council members and staff, and it's really important to get folks to understand where we're going and what a culture of evangelization is. What we mean by being welcoming in all of aspects of the parish, what we mean by helping people engage, lifting up a leadership pipeline, all those kinds of things. So, so talk to us a little bit. You mentioned the evangelization um, training. Uh, could you share with listeners what that is and why we do
3: that? Sure. Uh, so three times a year, our office offers a four-week training in um, the basics of evangelization. Um, and uh, it's for basically the pair, the evangelization leads and their teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's 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 just wonderful so we have so much beautiful material from the, you know the origin the origins of evangelization uh way back in the beginning of the gospel um to our our popes and how our popes have um have uh talked about evangelization and then we have um all the stories of how it develops and really explaining and giving that vision for the culture of evangelization, which has elements that some of which are already in parishes, Mm -hmm. but other of these elements, parishes really haven't focused on yet. So um, we really go in depth with that and uh, get really great feedback about this training.
1: So we started offering this training um, during the pandemic. We did training in parishes. And for our listeners, you may recall, January of 2021, we shifted to online and so that we could reach as many people as possible. And we have continued. And I think we have over 700 people so far been trained in our online approach, which is kind of amazing. Uh, We offer in Spanish, Polish English. Milagros is uh, with Jose on our team, does the Spanish, and Sue helps with the English. Uh, and then we have some folks on the team that do Polish as well. Um, and so it's by invitation only, though. So it's once a parish has engaged in the process and we literally have a leading team who are ready to get to work is when we really like people to go through the training. Um, Milagros, you and, um, we before we go to break, uh, do you want to share just briefly, and then after the break, we'll come back and go a little bit more in depth. We instituted last year a thing called Foundations for Pastors. Can you share with our listeners what that is?
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful opportunity for pastors to have, um, like, like, in the process of evangelization, but they do it together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like, they're accompanying each other in the journey of getting to know and getting to figure out how the process of evangelization can work in their parish communities. So we started at the beginning uh, with them, but then they get to know each other, they get to share a little bit deeper. And uh, uh, it's beautiful to see how they enlighten each other and they like us as well. <laughs> As we share the vision with them, we share all the, the foundations, we we share the the different um, tools and uh uh yeah the yeah all all this uh, process of choosing the lead and uh how to choose the team and how it will work and the inventory and building up their evangelization action plan for each parish. And uh it's uh it's like um an immersion for each one of us as a coordinators. (laughs) And uh, it's beautiful because every parish is very different, but then uh, they share some common points as they uh, in the, you know, we have some beautiful insights when they share and as what stay the most with me.
1: (laughs) So these pastors um, come together in cohorts and um, (laughs) they demographically may be very different. And that what Milagros is talking about is we notice that while their parish realities are distinct, they might have one might have no one on staff, and one might have a huge staff, and one might be all volunteers, um, the other, you know, might be Spanish-speaking predominantly, the other completely English-speaking, just the, the gamut, right? But what we do see is some really interesting commonalities, and it's usually this deep desire to live the mission of the church and share the gospel— Um, We've had so many priests say that their desire is for their folks to know who Jesus is, and that's just incredibly exciting. So when we come back from break, we'll continue our conversation with Sister Milagros and Sue about the work we do in the Office for Evangelization.
4: The Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests, who are often experiencing homelessness, are offered disposable cameras, and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then, the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Meet the artists and see their extraordinary photos at this year's After Supper Visions photo exhibition on Friday, September 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. in Vincent Hall at 721 North LaSalle Street. That's Friday, September 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. Visit After Supper Visions for more information. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope.
5: 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. (laughs) Right now I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? What? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me
3: to believe, frankly.
5: <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer, I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations.
6: <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org schooljobs.
1: Welcome back to On The Way. I am Beth White, your host this morning, and we are having a conversation about the Office for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship, the work that we do, um, and uh, some of the things we're really excited to share with you about the first fruits we're seeing. So uh, that's my little transition. We've talked about how we onboard parishes. We uh, work with the pastor. We work with the lead. We help them identify a team. We put in place a plan. Um, and then you all, Sue and Sister Malagros, accompany our leads. So Sue, uh, could you share with me what you, are, any stories that you might have about some things that you're seeing in our parishes right now?
3: Sure. Um, for me, um, being being new, uh, relatively. Not it's, really. It's, it's coming alive, <laughs> this um, going into the fall. I have several parishes that I'm working with that are so excited about starting um, the process, starting their charismatic soft entry point. Um, One of the first parishes I worked with last a year ago this time, uh, I remember the lead. She was so, she just loved it. She really wanted, she was all bought in and excited, but she came one day and she said, I am never gonna find people in this parish that will help me. There, I cannot find people for this team. And um, through a few suggestions that she took as to presenting the vision and inviting people to, to just hear it and then pray about it, she has assembled an amazing team and it's just growing every time, and I I always go back to just remembering her being so discouraged. This will never happen here, and it is thriving now. So they're um, into their second season this fall. So um, they just she will really always stand out to me.
1: That's awesome, and that that's why you guys are there to accompany, right? Because this isn't this isn't work that. It, it isn't a typical role in a, in our parishes, right? So when I started, there were folks who might have a title of a director of evangelization. There were a few in this diocese, but no one was doing the work the way that we have helped them come to understand what it is. Um, and you got to have someone that can just encourage you, like Sue did, right? And 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 just be able to pray about it, get some suggestions. So, Sue, you also have some parishes that are just getting ready to launch their pilot alphas, is that right?
3: Yes, I do. And uh, they are just so ready to go. It, it, it was not uh, such a heavy lift in these parishes to find people for their team. They, um, you know, they looked at the qualities. We provide a list of the qualities of people that, that will we feel will be good on the team. Mm-hmm. And um, they took that and ran with it. They've got their teams and, you know, they're attending training and they just cannot wait to get started.
1: What's it? What's it like for you to be the person that accompanies someone in this? Because you're not the one doing the work anymore. You're not the one assembling the team and prepping you're the one encouraging and giving advice. What, what is that like for you?
3: Well, you know, it it at first I, it was more difficult. At first it was like, yes, I wanna do it. Um, but now I'm getting that satisfaction of really um, helping others to learn and to do it. And yeah. so being that person behind the scenes who is there if there are any problems, um, just working to get it going, um, and and just being there as a sounding board as as they move through, and I, I find it just incredibly enriching for my for myself to be that person.
1: It's a it's a role that's a combination of listening and praying with someone, and coaching them, and a little pushing them a little bit sometimes beyond their comfort zone. Um, Stepping back when you know, I, I always remember those early parishes when they started calling and asking. For things from us and I knew that that was always the transition because no longer were we sort of pulling them forward they were starting to and you were one of those people Sue you started asking like how can I get help with this how can I do that and that's when you know that they kind of get the role and now they're willing to take on more so Sister Milagros mm-hmm. how about you what would you say about being that person that walks with other people
2: it's being um I would say um inspiring me, because when you teach other persons and you, uh, let's say, help them to unfold their full potential, <laughs> uh, it filled me with gratitude to God, you know. First of all, getting to know their willingness to serve in the field of evangelization in the parish community. But then when they started speaking about the Latino communities, you know, the, the leadership to, to raise one person and, uh, you know, they tend to say, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not prepared enough, you know. <laughs> the lack of confidence sometimes and uh, seeing how little by little they get there, as uh, for me is very beautiful and it gave me a lot of hope. <laughs> so I'll especially, share with Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, especially for the younger ones because uh, they are the future. So that's what I was going to
1: speak to. Uh, Sister Milagros and I were speaking a year ago. We were chatting, and I was wondering why she was spending so much time in a particular community. And, and she said, well— I have to spend time with this leader because if we have someone who is paid staff, you you can check in with them once a week, once every two weeks, you know, depending on the season. But Milagros was having to go there on site. She was having to do all this stuff and come to find out the lead was a 19 year old turning 20 college student who was the evangelization lead leading a group of 16. Um, And so it was really, for me, it was edifying to hear you were really helping form a leader for the future. Uh, And then her other lead was a 25-year-old. So these are young adults that are not doing young adult ministry. They're young adults actually ministering in the parish. Speak to us a little Mm -hmm. bit about what that's been like for you.
2: Yeah, that was um, like, (laughs) because that specific parish at the beginning, they were struggling finding um, team members and leaders, you know. So we started with the team before of the lead. And as we were doing that is how these younger people, these junkies appear. <laughs> and at the beginning, I was noticing that they were a little bit like at the very back uh, or maybe, you know, like, oh, this is uh, a lot of uh, adults here. Maybe this is not for me. But when they hear the vision and what we were trying to do, I remember that that lady saying to me, I would like to help. <laughs> And then Father nominated her as the lead, and I was more shocked even (laughs) because I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, she was really faithful, and she did a very good job. And now she's going to the university. <laughs> and she lifted up um,
1: someone else then. She she helped empower uh-huh. other leaders, right? Another person, yeah. yes, yes. Which is the beautiful yeah. move of this work is that we don't want people just stuck in roles. Um, we want them like she was able to walk away and <laughs> identify a new leader who she could help train. And now they're just... They're continuing with the evangelization effort in the community. Um, It's very exciting. Um, We only have like two minutes left. What would you like for our listeners to know about your work? Milagros, we'll just finish with you and then go to Sue. What what do you think uh, you'd like for our listeners to know about what you do? uh,
2: The Holy Spirit is the one who is um, moving this renewal. Mm. It's moving our hearts. Is moving pastors' hearts and parishioners as well. So I will believe that it's important that uh, we listen to him and allow ourselves to believe by him because uh, all the renewal will happen only if he's coming from the Holy Spirit. Mm,
1: beautiful. So,
2: beautiful.
1: Yes. Yeah, thank you. Sue? Well, I would just say that um,
3: that we are really there for the the parishes that are, just starting out and mm-hmm. it may sound so intimidating and um it's it's a lot and and just thinking about the creating or um built, building a parish uh, a a, hot, a parish with evangelization um and the culture of evangelization I should say that we have have seen it Many times we work with a lot of parishes. Our, our team shares what we know uh, working with parishes and that you're not doing it alone. Uh, you know, we are there with you, walking with you, mm-hmm. and we can help. So um, just not to be nervous or afraid because we, we do know the Holy Spirit is with us in this work. And, you know, if we stay close to that with prayer, um, I, I just... I think it's just so fruitful and um, it's beautiful.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for taking the time today to just chat with us. We're going to continue our conversation after our break with uh, Sister Anne-Marie and Willa, two more evangelization coordinators on our team. So we'll be back after the break. Thank you, ladies. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
4: charity's Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with the decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities' Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. I am a seminarian.
6: THE CHURCH NEEDS COMPASSIONATE AND WELL-TRAINED PRIESTS TO HELP GUIDE EACH OF US THROUGH LIFE. WHAT INSPIRES ME, WHAT DRAWS ME ALWAYS TO THE PRIESTHOOD IS CONTINUE TO SEE PRIESTS BE A BEACON OF HOPE FOR OTHER PEOPLE. YOU CAN PLAY A PART IN THE EDUCATION OF THESE YOUNG MEN AS THEY PREPARE FOR A LIFE OF SERVICE TO OTHERS. I WANT TO BE THAT BEACON OF HOPE, TOO, AND IT it SETS MY HEART ON FIRE. TO SUPPORT OUR SEMINARIANS, MAKE YOUR GIFT AT ARCHCHICAGO.ORG-SEMINARIANFUND or call 312-534-7959.
3: The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit CatholicCemeteryChicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.
0: You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
1: Welcome back to On The Way. I am Beth White, your host this morning. I am the director for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And uh, we are talking about the work that we do in our office as we prepare for the fall. I thought it would be nice. I talk a lot about all the other things happening in the diocese and also what's happening in parishes, and I rarely highlight my team. Uh, so, I've invited two more team members on with us today. So, we have a Sister, uh, hi, Sister, uh, Sister Anne Marie Buchowski, and we have Willa Shigog Neely, uh, and they are two other evangelization leads. We had Sister Milagros and Sue on earlier. Um, there are three more members of our team, um, Jose, who is still on uh, parental leave. He has his, uh, he had a little boy, we're very excited. Uh, si- and sisters uh, Kasha and or sister Kasha and Alicia. <laughs> um, so ladies, uh, we were talking a little bit about the work of our office and what we do, uh, so our listeners have already sort of heard our process. Um, so I would like to ask you to start with your the question I asked earlier. So what brought you to the office for evangelization? I'm going to start with uh, Sister Anne-Marie. Uh, why did you choose to come work in our office? And then I'll talk to Ask Willa the same question. Okay. Um, hello,
5: everyone um i'm part of a community called verbum day missionary fraternity and our charism is prayer in ministry of the word of god and we were working here in the office for um, uh, in the archdiocese uh, for a campus ministry for many years uh uh, probably since around 2010 and in 2019 uh, as the renewal was ongoing We were invited to work to take uh, positions as evangelization coordinators in the Office for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship. And through prayer and discernment, uh, we said yes and very happy for that.
1: And we're very happy. We spoke with Sister Milagros earlier and then also Sister Kasha. three incredible women who we are just blessed to have on our team. And Willa, uh, so you've been with us since 2019. Willa is our newest member of our team. She joined us um, January, February. Remind mm-hmm. me, January 31st. January 31st. Okay, so it was close to February. So there we go. Um, uh-huh. And so of this year, 2023. So Willa, what what you applied for the role in our office? So would you share with our listeners what was the draw to a role in the office for evangelization?
7: Well, formerly, I was a chaplain for a hospice home health care agency, and I was working the south side of the city and the southwest and southeast suburbs. And what I found in my work, I met a lot of Catholic families. My patients were Catholic, Mm -hmm. that were the parents or the elders, but their children and grandchildren were not. Mm -hmm. So uh, through no choice of my own, our office was closed because the company was purchased by a large corporation. And I found myself looking for employment. And uh, I saw this opportunity as evangelization coordinator. And I realized that that's something that we need to do because we have a lot of people who identify as Catholic, but they and their children are not practicing. They're not affiliated with a parish. Mm -hmm. So there's a need. And I saw the need, and I thought, okay, this is what I'd like to do. So Willa, that's what brought
1: me. Willa did a lot of her work um, for our listeners during COVID, and that, that was really yes. tough. Um, mm-hmm. It was a really tough time. And, and I think, uh, if I can speak for a moment, you shared with me that when you saw with people with faith, it was really different than those who struggled without faith. Um, and you mm-hmm. saw it. Like right up front, right in the in that reality of working in hospitals during COVID, uh, and you also uh, you also are a volunteer bereavement minister um, in your parish. You have been doing that for quite a long time, uh, bereavement mm-hmm. ministry, which also brings you in direct relationship with people who have likely grandma, grandpa, mom, dad are still in the church, but the family extended family isn't right.
7: Correct. Yeah, that's
1: true. So when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, the instincts are there. So um, because our work really is about so evangelization, I think sometimes people think it's simply um, trying to get people to come back to church. and, And our team knows that's not what it is. It's helping to create an environment in our parishes where that are welcoming, loving, and that we also equip people to go outward to invite people, to engage with people, conversations with them. And we create these moments, hopefully, in our funeral ministry, in our baptism ministry, uh, wherever people connect with our community, where people feel a sense of, wow, I'm really being met where I'm at, right? So, Anne Marie, would you share with us a little bit about You are, as an evangelization coordinator, part of your work is to walk with your evangelization leads. Could you share with our listeners a little bit what that looks like for you?
5: Okay. Um, For me, that's really my favorite part. I know. (laughs) Being an evangelization coordinator, um, I after the pastor, um, through prayer and discernment, chooses a lead for evangelization that will prioritize evangelization in their parish, Parish, um, they uh, are, I'm introduced to them. And from there, I begin to accompany them uh, and walk with them as they choose a team of people. Uh, also that they will be able to lead as I accompany them, they will accompany their team um, to be able to um, what we call an evangelization tool, uh, to be able to run that evangelization tool
1: as a place,
5: as an alpha, um, to run that evangelization tool and with a team, as a team, uh, to work together to, uh, and they would, in their turn, accompany people on their journey Mm -hmm. um, because that evangelization tool is about 11, uh, 12 weeks long and that gives them really a beautiful time Uh, to walk with people and accompany them, and really empowers also the leads uh, to be able to live out their baptismal call, and it's just really a beautiful uh, experience for me.
1: So that's that's I. One of the things we do is that we help equip parishes a lead and a team to be able to activate their charismatic soft entry points. So the logistics of putting together a budget and and making sure they schedule the room and and making sure they have, you know, food at the event and all the hospitality and stuff. But your work also, could you share just like how you've seen your evangelization leads grow? You just kind of alluded to that. Um, Uh How have you seen Uh them grow?
5: Okay, for me, um, I can speak on one particular parish, um, how beautiful, experience of the pastor discerning a person uh in their parish that can lead evangelization many people are really involved in so many different um activities and really a few people doing a lot and so this particular parish had uh someone who had many things on the plate but saw an opportunity through our conversation saw an opportunity to grow um, as a missionary disciple in her parish. And so she was able to let go of some things um, with in dialogue with the pastor. And I really seen um, that, I saw that person, I've seen that person really grow uh, in this role, you know, uh, first choosing uh, a small group of people. I mean, it was kind of like this scourging in a sense like, oh, we only have this many people. So they started with an inv- initial evangelization team of three or four people on the first round of evangelization team training. And now the second round, a few months later, they, they gained uh, up to 12. So now oh. they're getting ready to start their pilot, Alpha, and they're super excited, and I'm excited as well. I
1: can tell. I can tell. So, well, you are, um, just because of when you started, and you are, have some parishes now you, uh, that went through, the pastors went through foundations, and so you're just getting to the point where evangelization leads are starting to be identified. Um, what do you think just about the process of someone coming in and what, what this has been like for you, learning how this all works. And you walk, um, Sister Anne-Marie walks a lot with you. I know that we, we shadow, we, we train by shadowing. Uh, and so um, what has it been like for you to see this work start to unfold?
7: It's exciting and uh, it's uplifting because I find that many of the pastors, I've attended mass at all of my parishes that I've been assigned to. And the pastors are already laying the seeds of evangelization through their homilies. They're talking about leadership. They're talking about hospitality, radical hospitality. They're talking about listening. So they're already educating their parishioners on the foundation of what missionary discipleship will be. So it's exciting to me. I love working with the pastors and their uh, potential leads and other staff members to begin the process. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's really the word. It's exciting.
1: Yeah, Willa, um, she is, she's, all the team does this, but she, her instincts were instantly that I need to start going to mass at these places and get to know who these pastors are. And Um, And I just loved that. I just loved it because um, there was um, sometimes the pastors struggle to trust us. uh, And it just is. It's the reality. They have so many other things to do. They are just pulled in so many directions. And for us to ask them to do one more thing uh, and they're just like, oh, my gosh, I just don't have it in me. But when we invest in them, we hope that they'll see that we're really in this with them and that we really honor the work that they do. Um, when we come back, I, you know, I want you to share with us a little bit about any stories you have. Um, I know, Willa, you were just at the Black Catholic Congress. Anything that inspires you for the work of evangelization and any of the first fruits you might be starting to see. Um, so we'll be right back to continue our conversation. Well, I'm on the-
6: Are Hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net.
1: say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth and when i have a parent contact me and say my child loves school that to me i'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives we're molding lives
6: shape the next generation of leaders teach Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs.
1: Welcome back to On The Way. I'm Beth White, back speaking with Sister Malag... no, not Sister Malagros. Sister Anne-Marie and Willa, who are uh, evangelization coordinators here in the office for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship. So ladies, um, before the break, I uh, indicated that... Was there a story, something that you'd like to share? Willa, we'll start with you.
7: Um, I think one of the best things that I've, I've had the opportunity to do was to attend the National Black Catholic mm-hmm. Congress in Washington, DC, and to see, um, Catholics and teams from all of the archdioceses across the country. There were 3000 people there. Nice. There were 75 people from the Archdiocese of Chicago, and uh, we were all grouped together. The roll call was inspiring because everyone got up and represented their archdiocese and we're all focused on positivity, you know, serving our parishes, increasing our membership. Uh, and we were all inspired by, um, all of the speakers that were there, particularly Archbishop Wilton Gregory. He spoke and that was awesome. Yes,
1: Yes. And, uh, Willa has, um, the way that we sort of divide up our parishes, it just depends. It's not purely geographic. It has a lot to do with uh, the demographics of the community. So um, sometimes it is geographic. Sue lives in Vicariate 1, all the way up north. Willa lives in Vicariate 6, all the way down south. So, and, you know, Anne-Marie and Milagros are right in the middle of the diocese. So they get kind of... All over the uh-huh. place. So, um, so Willa is working a lot with parishes on the south side, which is beautiful and wonderful. Um, a lot of those communities had unifications, large unifications. One parish went from five churches to one community, yes. one church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Vicariate Six made the largest sacrifices in this entire renewal. Closing the buildings um, and really focusing their energy on building community in one building, um, which has just been extraordinary. But it's taken a while. It it was very painful, uh, and there was a real intentional process of helping them unify ministries. Uh, unifying uh, their parish councils and finance councils and all of that so you're right there Um, you are now beginning to work with these parishes Um, it's pretty exciting and uh, Anne-Marie is working with a few of the parishes as well Um, and uh, yeah it's exciting to see their joy and uh, the looking forward um, to what can be right so Anne-Marie what do you uh, what do you what's the story that you want to share
5: um well speaking about like inspiration uh what really inspires me in, and in story-wise i believe is um in my own prayer like sensing god like sensing god and jesus the holy spirit just really desiring renewal and mm-hmm. um through like charismatic soft entry point having different languages being able to in the unification to be able to bring people together in the same parish because um, just in these years, I've been working with parishes that are different languages, different cultures, um, Chinese, mm-hmm. Vietnamese, Cameroonian, you know, Nigerian. And it's beautiful to go from one parish to the other and be able to uh, sense that desire for oneness from God uh, to bring people together. And um, just seeing different people in the parishes, uh, different cultures, Um, going forward and uh, bringing people together has just been, it's very inspiring for me.
1: That is one of the major gifts of our office is that we are in parishes that are so diverse. Um, We're just in every parish. (laughs) And so um, and so, so we, um, so far, I mean, we're, you know, we're still not in all parishes. We're moving our way. We have to wait till the parish has, um, sort of done some healing. If they've done unification where they're ready, maybe they had a pastor change. He's got to get to know folks before we come in. Um, there's a lot of reasons why we might not be in a community yet, but I think that's the beauty of what we see is the commonality, right? The universality of this, uh, of this um, work that we do, irregardless of the community that we serve in. Um, so I, 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 something that keeps coming up is the word prayer. So Willa, how you explain to our listeners some of the ways in which we focus as an office on prayer as a part of this process. And Anne-Marie, you can jump in too.
7: Well, prayer is the most important part of the process. Um, we can't do the work. God has to work through us and we're God's tool, but we have to begin and end everything with prayer and with prayer, we can do the work and we can accomplish the things that we need to accomplish with people and give them what they need to make it through these very difficult and challenging times that we live in Mm
1: -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. And we know that, um. Our work isn't easy. Um, and so making sure that we keep ourselves grounded is an important part. Anne Marie, did you want to add?
5: Yes. Um, I really, prayer, as Willa was saying, is really a beginning um, to, and I'm seeing in this work, we really start with prayer in everything. All of our trainings, all the meetings that I meet with the leads, and myself, I'm really trying to um, work with them that they in our meetings to be able to pray. And you hear people like uh, in passing, you know, oh yeah, we're starting this particular meeting in prayer. And I find that very beautiful and just different ways that we've been, um, you know, helping people with Lectio Divina or uh, song um, through, you know, different ways that we can Um, start the prayer and help people to deepen in their faith journey and their encounter with Jesus?
1: So we, um, our team training is in September and um, it begins, we start every session with prayer and end with prayer. And it's distinct. We, each week it sort of differs. We have contemplative prayer. We have praying with music. um, Also foundations, we do the same thing. We pray We'll do a litany. Uh, we will do, and um, people can share their intentions in chat, and then we'll, we'll um, verbalize those. So we really try to mix it up to give an experience of different types of prayer. Um, we're trying to move people to evangelization teams to be spending 10, 15, 20 minutes of their meeting praying. Um, it's a very important part of this entire process. Uh, it's not always easy. People sometimes are uncomfortable with it. Um, and we but it, it, well, we don't have a particular prayer practice, right? We, we really give a sense of all kinds of prayer. We don't have one particular um, and we really work on that right, Amory, we'll get together and we'll change out music and things like that.
5: <laughs> yes, we certainly do. and and through the evangelization team training beautiful. Um, comments of people like, oh, it was kind of like a retreat or a I lot. liked I enjoyed yes. so much being in that. It wasn't like a training. Yeah. So, yeah. so mm-hmm.
1: nice. So that's part of what we, we, we know we have to do in this work, right? Is that it can't just be head knowledge. So maybe we'll just speak a little bit about like why we know it has to be heart knowledge too.
7: Well, people have to be moved and encouraged to develop a personal relationship with God Mm -hmm. because once they allow and open their heart and allow God in, then they can begin their faith journey towards becoming missionary disciples. And, uh, however we can get them to do that, they have to be inspired. They have to trust us and through seeing us, and we are examples of Christians who have faith in God and have relationship with God in our lives should be an inspiration to others.
1: I hope you, I hope our listeners and the, our viewers can see how joyful our team is. Um, Cause joy is attractive and uh, the joy yes. of the gospel, right? And this uh, right. deep right. desire, right? And so Anne Marie, mm-hmm. um, how about you? What, what do you think are key factors uh, for this renewal effort? What do you think that we need? to? We, yes, we're going to put tools in place. We're going to bring culture change. What do you think are some of the foundational things that a parish are, or individuals, we often say renewal isn't about renewing a church, is about renewing the church, us, right? And mm-hmm. what do you think some of the foundational mm-hmm. parts of that are?
5: Yes, d- definitely the, um, the discernment of of the, the right people mm-hmm. um, that are being called, that discern that uh, that they experience evangelization as something needed in the church. And that, for sure, um, to be able to discern the, the right people in with Father uh, in each parish. Um, also, uh, I would say uh, to work as a team, you know, to work as a team. Uh, with each other, you know, form those bonds with each other to be able to work together um, to create what we would call culture of evangelization, um, bringing out a lot of skills and uh, talents and gifts and who we are as disciples of Jesus on the journey Mm -hmm. um, for the parish.
1: Willa, do you have some thoughts?
7: Um, I, I totally agree with Sister. I think that uh hope Francis said it best it's joy we have to spread joy and if you have joy then faith and hope will follow and uh people will want to seek a relationship with jesus and god our father mm-hmm. and that's just what we have to do we have to continue to do the work and allow god to work through us to evangelize evangelize, and to spread the message and the uh, need for this culture in our parishes and emphasize that the work really isn't inside the building. It's in the community. Exactly. It's on the job. It's everywhere that we go, where we encounter people that we want to inspire to want a relationship with God, our Father.
1: Thank you for saying that, Willa, because it is we work internally, but the purpose is to help form people so that they feel very comfortable just chatting with a colleague who's struggling, or being willing to stop and just pray with someone. Who, uh-huh. as Catholics, we don't—we're not necessarily comfortable with that. So we talk a lot about it, building a muscle that we're helping our parishioners. Um, both segments earlier in this one. We've heard of uh, teams being really small, and then over time, the evangelization lead building out these teams, and they couldn't believe that they found these people in their parishes they didn't even know exist. And so we that's the joy of this, is that we continue to spread that good news internally for the purpose that they can then spread that good news outward. So thank you, ladies, so much for joining me today. Thank you. Um, and thank you. I'm just You're really asking. grateful. And uh, so keep doing the good work. And for our listeners, just check us out online and uh, you also keep spreading the good news
0: join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.